The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd. I'm the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank. Mari's been an attorney mediator for 26 years, and during that time she's resolved thousands of disputes as a neutral conflict healer. She's a member of the Orange County Superior Court Mediation Panel, and she's been a law professor of negotiations and mediation and presently teaches negotiations right here at UCI. She's the author of Negotiations Breakthroughs and co-author of Stepping Stones to Success and several other books. To listen to previous interviews, see upcoming guests, download podcasts, and learn more, visit www.conflicthealing.com. So Mari, what's your show about today? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about healing conflict in the courts, and we have a wonderful guest with us, the Honorable Kirk Nakamura, who is with the Orange County Superior Court, and let me tell you a little bit about him. Judge Kirk Nakamura graduated from UC Irvine in 1977 with a BS degree in biological sciences, and he was admitted to the bar in 1980. And he's been admitted also on the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, and he was admitted also with the Federal District Court of California in Central District. He is the current chair of the ADR Mediation Committee in the Orange County Superior Court, and from 2006 to 2009, he served as chair of the Temporary Judge Committee, and he's still a member. And he also is a member of the Grand Jury Selection Committee, the Jury Orientation Committee, and the Orange County Superior Court Executive Committee. He was an attorney for quite a few years before he became a judge as well, and he's authored a number of publications, and in 2010, he received the Constitutional Rights Foundation Orange County Judge of the Year Award. He's currently serving as a judge at the Orange County Superior Court, and I am so thrilled to welcome you, Judge Nakamura. Thank you for joining us. Well, thank you for having me on your program. Well, let's tell our audience about what is the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Program. Well, it's a program that we offer to litigants who have filed Superior Court unlimited jurisdiction cases in order to assist them in getting a mediator, a competent mediator, to resolve their lawsuit. So how did that all get started? Well, it uh, really had its genesis well over 10 years ago when I was the co-chair of the Orange County Bar Association ADR Committee back in 1998 when I was attorney, uh, we wanted to liaison with the Orange County Superior Court and develop a program such as we have right now. Unfortunately, uh, the program did not uh, really get off the ground, as I perceive it, uh, because of the culture change that it represented in uh, it was just kind of a radical new idea for the Orange County Superior Court that wasn't embraced by the judges here. And I remember those years because I started mediating in 1985, 86, 
and and when I, there was an article that actually I had been on a state bar committee on mediation, people called me up and they said, Mari, are you meditating now? They, they had no idea even really what mediation was about. So it's been a, a while in coming. How did you get into being interested in mediation? Well, uh, I've been interested in mediation since I was an attorney. I've been a litigation attorney since, as you mentioned, 1980, and I've always the benefits of mediation as well as uh, settling cases. Obviously, our court system cannot try every case. Uh, most of the cases do settle, and uh, it's both cases should settle. It's the, probably the best way for the litigants to resolve the case short of going to trial. I know that there's cases, I believe, that should go to trial, but those represent the very small minority. Yeah, and you know what I've noticed over the years, and maybe you have too, most of these disputes, not all of them, but most of the disputes really are about relationships, that people got angry at each other and then it turned into a lawsuit. So it, it, you know, obviously there are ways that things can be resolved, whether it's a business dispute or whether it's a employment dispute. A lot of those can be settled without really litigating, right? Uh, yes, and those cases I think are most important to settle because we want to preserve those relationships if we can, because the value of those relationships uh, oftentimes uh, far outweigh the value of the case itself. Exactly. And I know you had training also um, at Pepperdine, where I also did some training. What did you think? I know you went with a couple judges, right? Uh, actually, the the Pepperdine program was actually offered over here oh. as a part of the Orange County Bar Association. We had instructors coming from the Pepperdine program to uh instruct various attorneys who signed up, and I was one of them at the time. And uh, we did workshops, and we were instructed personally by these instructors uh, in Orange County. Yeah, it was great. And it, it really does get you motivated to the to the whole, it's a different mindset. And I think when you brought up about it was a culture shock, you know, instead of fighting for, you know, uh, you know, this is my argument, this is your argument, and who wins, and, and it's a win-lose, in mediation, you're talking about problem solving. It's like, okay, how, this is what happened. What are we going to do about it to make it better right now? How can we both get a, a fair deal out of this so we can both walk away with our dignity and some money in our pockets, right? Uh, definitely. Uh, let me say that after I didn't fully answer your question with respect to uh, the program. After it basically uh, fizzled out after 1998, when I became a judge in 2001, ultimately I went to the civil panel, meaning I was a general civil judge trying these large civil cases. At that point in time, I thought as a judge, I could be in a better position to get this program off the ground. So about three years ago, uh, I was able to, uh, with other judges, uh, start this civil mediation program at the Orange County Superior Court once again. And uh, it's been successful not as successful as we like it to be uh, in terms of being embraced by the, the judges. We still have that resistance with respect to the culture change here. Uh, but I think uh, we have a very good beginning. Right. And so how, you were pretty persuasive in, a, in getting them to even initiate that. How hard was that? Well, uh, actually, we have a, a few judges who also are on board on this program. Uh, the kind of old-school judges who have not really been involved in uh, a number of mediation or the mediation process uh, have basically been ingrained with uh, 
uh, either going to trial or trying to get the uh, litigants settle the cases on their own or going with the process of what we call the mandatory settlement conference where you have a temporary judge try to settle that case in a, a very deliberative uh, uh, process that's not really uh, what we would call a mediation. Right. It gets a little more strong-armed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> for, for people who are listening who don't understand mediation, mediation is a facilitative process. You have a third-party neutral who really is supposed to be neutral, who's supposed to help the parties facilitate the negotiations, help them to problem-solve and focus on a resolution rather than who was wrong. And, and that's so much more empowering because the litigants are not, there's no decision made by the mediator. The, the, the litigants now become facilitator, facilitated uh, problem solvers, and they initiate and they work on the resolution, and they don't agree until they sign the paper. And once they sign the settlement, then they c- are more committed because it's been fashioned by them. They've had the opportunity to have their hand in negotiating it, and they feel much more empowered than having somebody say, you're right or you're wrong. And so it's just a different mindset, and this is what Judge Nakamura was talking about. It's a culture shock. It's a culture, it's a difference in how to um, get rid of a, a problem, definitely. We are speaking today with wonderful Judge wonderful Kirk Nakamura, who is a judge, the Honorable Kirk Nakamura, and he is the current chair of the ADR, which stands for Alternative Dispute Resolution Mediation Committee, and we're talking about this new age kind of dispute resolution that is far more enlightened, and it's far better, and especially with the the courts. Let's talk about how, how difficult it is right now for the courts because of funding, well, in the May revision that was proposed by Governor Brown, uh, there was a $544 million cut to the judicial system that's being proposed. There are certainly uh, some areas where he believes we can backfill some of that deficit with respect to reserves. Uh, some of the uh, cuts in pension benefits to our employees, as well as construction funding of, of certain courts. But uh, these cuts are going to be devastating the courts uh, with respect to trying to even trying to keep our doors open and resolve the disputes uh, that come in front of us. So uh, this points out that uh, we have to find other means of getting matters resolved that aren't going to place a burden on the court system because we just don't have enough resources to deal with the cases that come in front of us. Yeah, so maybe some of the old school judges will start to open their eyes and become more conscious of that, hey, maybe some of these other things can help us so I can get some of these cases off my desk. (laughs) I would hope so. So let's talk about some of the objectives of the program. Well, as I indicated, we uh, have a huge number of cases coming our doors. Uh, Last year, we had over 15,000 general civil cases that were being filed by litigants Mm. uh, asking the court to try to resolve those matters one way or another, either go to trial or hopefully by means of settlement uh, via mediation or settlement conference. So uh, those are challenges that uh, the court has constantly faced. Uh, Right now we have nine open 
meaning vacant positions that have not filled, been filled by the governor. I'm not sure if that's intentional or not because of the budget crisis. Uh, every judge that uh, is not working and there's a vacancy there, uh, the state doesn't have to pay that judge's salary or benefits. So, oh, my yeah. gosh. So, there's, <laughs> so you are short nine judges at the Orange County Superior Court? Yes, and oh. uh, that number is growing. Uh, so uh, out of the 120 positions we have at the Orange County Superior Court, we're short of nine judges. Mm. There has been a, a slight decrease in filing, but certainly not enough uh, to uh, compensate for the the loss of the judges, which uh, I know our presiding judge, Judge Boris, has requested from the governor that uh, the governor fill those positions immediately because it's creating a strain not only on the court system, but the individual judges' workloads. Oh my goodness, yeah, because somebody has to make up for the slack. That's horrible. So let's talk about the success. You know, you've had several years now to kind of look at statistics, and I know at our mediation conference you were able to share some of those. Why don't you tell my audience about, you know, there is some real success if people just, you know, grab on and and run with it. Yes, uh, let me point out last year in 2011, we had 445 cases stipulating the mediation, and actually 206 mediation sessions held with a success rate uh, reported by the mediator or by the ADR completion report of 57.3%. Uh, let me also say for this year uh, through uh, last month, the uh, percent of cases was successful full settlements that were mediation sessions were actually held, it was 75%. Wow, that's um, a great increase. It's a, it's a great increase. I don't think the sample size is really large. It seems like it's a good trend. Yes. But uh, even the 57% uh, number is extremely uh, impressive. Yes. How does that compare with, with settlement conferences? How many of those settle? Well, I, I don't have statistics with respect to settlement conferences. Uh, let me say that uh, I don't believe that the percentages are as high, but I don't have any specific hard data to point to as to the success rate of our settlement conferences. Let me point out the advantages, I believe, for the civil mediation program. First of all, I believe that uh, with respect to our mediators, they are more specifically highly trained in the process of mediation than our settlement conferences, uh, which are usually held by temporary judges. As you noted, I was chair of the Orange County Superior Court Temporary Judge Committee, and I know what training we had to give our temporary judges, and it is extensive training with respect to what they do, but it's not specific as to being a settlement conference judge. So, um, with and, respect... And talk, that's, I think that's really important, because when you're learning to be a judge, you're learning really to make a decision about who's right or wrong, right, basically? Yes. But when you're mediating, you have to do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you have to take away that judgment and help the parties to kind of... I mean, obviously, we're human beings and we have some judgments, but we're really not supposed to inject our judgments into that. We're supposed to help them see their the weaknesses themselves, help them to say themselves, what is it that's weak or what is it that's that that's strong in this case? And, and what can we do about that to make it work? How can we help the other side to say yes? So it's a different it's, it's really kind of the opposite, right? Yes, it is the opposite. And uh 
the training that we require of our mediators that are on our panel is, is very much different than the training that we require of our temporary judges. Exactly. Uh, Maybe we should talk about some of the training that you require. I, I, okay? Yes. Let me say that uh, I believe the qualifications that we require of our mediators in our program are the highest in the state for any type of mediation program. Mm. First, uh, let me say the mediator has to be a member of the California Bar. Uh, this has been, as you know, mm-hmm. some, <laughs> quite a contentious topic of, of uh, some of the mediators who have approached us who have indicated that they believe they can uh, effectively mediate uh, problems even though they are not members of the Bar. The thought of our mediation committee is that uh, we will have more control over the mediators and they can, with respect to the state bar, if uh, we have any problems with the mediators, uh, then we would have with a layperson. And uh, a person who has been legally trained would know uh, something about the legal system and would have to pass the bar, at least have that uh, degree of competence uh, in knowing uh, what the issues are in that particular case. I know, and you and I have talked about this, and and I know many of my friends who aren't attorneys really would like to be on it, but I know I understood that also you were concerned that if there was any problem, you could go to the bar. And, yeah. and that and, they give, and the other thing is that there is more credibility for attorneys to use other attorneys, that they feel like, okay, that person may be more credible because they're a member of the bar. Yes, I agree with you completely. Uh, it's a, an issue that we probably will revisit in the future if we have met many more mediations that are referred to the program. Uh, unfortunately, at this point in time, the numbers aren't so high that uh, we are being overwhelmed. I mean, our mediators are being overwhelmed with the number of requests. Uh, so we don't really, at this point in time, feel that we have to uh, lower our standards, so to speak, mm-hmm. in that respect. Uh, the training that uh, we require of our mediators is they, they must have completed at least 30 hours of mediation training from a recognized provider. Uh, they must have had conducted at least eight mediations of two hours or more in duration. Uh, we have various qualifications they have to meet with respect to insurance. Uh, they have to attend an orientation session. Uh, they have to have three references and they must have a place of business in Orange County where they can conduct the mediation. These are uh, the most important qualifications. We have more qualifications than that. They actually have to apply, and the committee has to approve of them and make sure that they meet these qualifications before they are part of the mediation program. And I would think that they could not have any um, violations with the state bar either. Oh, certainly. There's, they cannot have any criminal disciplinary actions against them. Yes. And they cannot be have have been uh, uh, designated as a vexatious litigant right. <laughs> as uh, <laughs> defined always... by the uh, code. That would be really an oxymoron if you're a vexatious litigant and a mediator. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> yeah, really. I know when when I tell people that you know I'm I'm a, I'm a dolphin attorney. You know I'm not a, I'm not a shark attorney, and you know I'm a healer of conflict. They go. Really? You know, that's kind of an oxymoron. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about, the, you know, we, we have people who are listening who are litigants or potential litigants or have been litigants. Let's talk about some of the advantages from the people who use the courts, the litigants. 
Well, certainly uh, to to even initiate a case in terms of the filing fees, which are being increased, by the way, by our legislature as part of the uh, response to the budget crisis, it, it's expensive. Yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a hugely expensive proposition to take a case through trial and to verdict. Uh, I don't think people really understand who are not uh, really versed in uh, litigation how expensive it is to hire an attorney. Uh, just the fees alone with respect to deposition costs, filing fees, uh, a jury fees if you want a, a jury trial, things of that expert fees, which are astronomical. Uh, nowadays, uh, the cost involved in trying to get your dispute resolved through trial is extremely, extremely high. Uh, with res- and that doesn't account for the time that you have to invest to see that case through trial. So when you compare that to resolving your case through settlement, whether it be by mediation or by settlement conference, uh, and the fact that there's more flexibility in getting a matter resolved through mediation or settlement. Uh, Obviously, this is why the vast majority of cases settle, and they should settle. Uh, In addition, settlement can provide certain value to a litigant that is not necessarily money, that uh, we, as judges, uh, in terms of verdicts and, and judgments that are handed down by juries, uh, it's very limited what uh, the court can can uh, give in terms of relief, in terms of monetary relief or in terms of equitable relief. We mean orders that we can give. And there's very limited circumstances where we can order people to do something. While in mediation, uh, one can receive something of value that the judicial system does not really place value on, such as an apology uh, things of that nature that uh, may provide psychic benefit for one party and preserve a relationship uh, that you can't get in a court judgment. Oh, and that's so important when you were talking about something that you can't do. For example, I've done um, employment disputes where after we've gone through this whole issue of maybe wrongful termination, the person gets their job back. <laughs> so that's something the court could not order. Oh, sure. And uh, we can't order people. I, I've, I have to ha- share a story with you one time okay. where uh, two, two um, uh, neighbors were suing each other in uh, small claims court, and one of my colleagues uh, uh, required them to uh, basically uh, shake hands and when they hated each other, basically. (laughs) 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 It was uh, almost humorous at that point in time because uh, it was certainly uh, not something that the litigants wanted to do. I think the the judge was well-intended, but maybe a bit naive. Uh, I think we needed an extended mediation session before we reached that that point. But uh, that that, that was kind of a, a... a funny uh, vignette that I heard. Yeah, yeah, really, because then it's like they're looking at each other, ready to daggers in their eyes or something. <laughs> yeah, but but in mediation, you really can shake hands at the end because you've been you've had the opportunity to be heard. And you know, there's a couple other things besides all the great things that you said uh, that that I I find is that it's really confidential, and that's something you don't get in a public lawsuit. It's not confidential. And people can come into the courtroom and hear things. And, you know, the files aren't confidential because you have to have public records. So that's another thing. And then finally, privacy. If you have 
for example, you don't want people to know, let's say you're in a business dispute and there's some issues of losses and, and what your financial situation is like, you know, if you have a viable business, you don't want everybody and their brother to know about these terrible losses and maybe something that somebody did wrong. If you can settle it, uh, you know, privately, and then you haven't ruined your reputation, you, you maintain your privacy. And you can't do that in a public court system, right? Yes, definitely. Uh, even uh, seasoned attorneys make that uh, false assumption that they could file anything under seal with the court. Uh, there are specific findings that I have to make before I could seal a document uh, from the public, because the public has the right to know what's uh, uh, being disputed in front of our public court system. And I think part of that, uh, let me say, is uh, the media's um, concerns and their interest in public uh, forum and disputes. And uh, their lobby basically uh, was able to get this on the books. They have an interest in uh, seeing what's being resolved in a public forum. I'm not saying there's anything good or bad about it, but that's simply the, the law. Right. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so that's what you're stuck with. And that's why mediation is really better. I know, you know, for some cases that really need to be out there, they're, they're public policy and everybody needs to know. But, um, you know, for, for just, you know, person to person or business to business disputes, you know, who needs to know your private matters? That's, you know, that's unfortunate, but uh, it happens. How about the attorneys? Now, those attorneys who are not mediators, what what do you tell them why they should mediate? Well, I think most attorneys who are, who are seasoned litigators know the benefits of mediation at this point. Uh, unfortunately, Orange County Superior Court was rather late in this game. Our mediation program is based uh, in most part on other mediation programs around the state. Uh, the county of Los Angeles and the county of San Diego have had mediation programs for years before we actually implemented this in Orange County. And part of the reasons why this program was, was uh, initiated was because of the demand of the attorneys. I think they understand that uh, mediation is here to stay, and, and mediation has uh, great benefits for the litigants. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time. I just did want to mention that um, the mediators who come on the panel agree to do a discount for the first few hours. So that's really important, too, to give everybody a chance to really get this done at a reduced price. And I think that's something that you've done that that is really kind of encouraging as well. Yes, we wanted to make mediation available for everyone, people of uh, modest and low income. And that's one of the reasons why uh, we made this as a requirement that the mediators must uh, provide the first two hours of service for a total of $300 an hour. That's $150 an hour for the first uh, two hours. And uh, it was very important for the court to give this access to low and moderate income uh, litigants. That could and, save them a ton in the long run. Oh, certainly. Uh, we um, have some a couple of retired judges who are actually on our panel who are very well-versed in, in settlement conferences as well as mediation. So, uh, like I indicated, uh, if the public knew how well our mediators were trained, how qualified they are, I think more and more litigants would come into our program and uh, get the success that uh, I have already indicated that other litigants have had.
Well, thank you for being such a wonderful visionary and for getting this. This is a great legacy to the courts and to Orange County. You've done a great job. I wish we had more time because we, there's so much more we could talk about. But I want to thank you so much for joining us, Judge, Judge Kirk Nakamura. You're doing a great job. And, and thank you for all you're doing for the county and for litigants and for healing conflict in our county. So we will have you back again soon. Thank you for having me, Murray. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye now. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 8.30 for Prescriptions for Healing Conflict and visit our website at conflicthealing.com where you can see our upcoming guests. You can download podcasts and you can write us about concerns that you have about conflict in your life. Bye-bye. It's about trust. expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.